Welcome to the Embody Your Design podcast. I am your host, Amy May, 6'3 Emotional Manifesting Generator. I am obsessed with human design and mindset tools and using them to create a life beyond my wildest dreams. My goal with this podcast is to bring you human design and share stories around how you too can begin to embody your human design. What is talked about in this podcast are the thoughts and opinions of me and my guests. I'm always welcome to feedback should you have any. Thank you for being here and let's dive in as we embody our human design one conversation at a time. All right. In this interview, you guys are about to listen to. It is so good. I am interviewing Carrie. She is a generator and she is a dating coach for nerds. And you'll hear more in this episode, but we go into, we talk about human design, of course, but we also just dive into Um, such interesting topics in this interview. And this is what I love about doing this podcast is uh, just getting to know so many different people and hearing their stories and how they are working with their unique energy and their unique gifts. And it brings such a different light to how people are actually like living out their designs and how people are living out their actual lives. So if you have any feedback about this interview like I hope you enjoy it as much as I did being a part of it and it was just so good and I cannot wait for you guys to hear this episode so here it is I am so excited to have Carrie Lou Cowell here today. She is an ethical love coach for nerds and a 2-4 emotional generator and I just I like had this interview scheduled and then I actually listened to Carrie on another podcast and the conversation was like so juicy and so good so I'm so excited to like have her here because like she's like not afraid to like talk about things and uh, I'm excited to learn more about her like experience as like a generator and like running this like really cool, like really specific and unique, like business, like who, I don't know very many like ethical love coaches for nerds specifically. I I just hear it's more like generalized. So uh, Carrie, do you want to just give like a brief uh, introduction to yourself and who you are and what you do in your own words? Thank you, Amy. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so, so, so much. My name is Carrie Lou Cowell. And as Amy said, I'm an ethical love coach for nerds. And I work with people on feeling comfortable and confident being vulnerable and authentic. Now, I've been a card-carrying member of the National Organization for Women since I was like 13. Um, And uh, a lot of the work that I do is really about dismantling the oppressive systems that we live in, usually patriarchy, because that is what is very apparent in the dating space, like regardless of your sexuality or gender orientation or whatever, like we've all been brought up in this patriarchal system and been told that what love looks like and what relationships look like are supposed to be this very specific thing. And the thing about relationships and relating with people is that like we 
don't get taught like how to do that really like unless you've been in like psychology or you've take you've done your own work right like we learn how to relate with other people by rote by observing as children how our parents related with other people and like how the people around us related with other people so all of the patterning and the conditioning we have around relationships of any kind is so ingrained in us it can be so 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 hard to even think that you might want something different even if it feels a little off or weird um so i do the work that i do and i call myself an ethical love coach because it's always been so important to me that when i'm relating with other people one you cause as less like as little harm as possible and two that the communication is clear honest and vulnerable because i have found through my studies and through my life experiences that this is what creates great relationships yeah oh i love that and i love like you know with like the patriarchy like this is all these are all like forms of conditioning that can influence you know it influences like every area of our life and like you're taking this and changing how we're uh, relating to other people and like this is so powerful and for and for me like me personally like human design like really allowed for me to kind of break down and like being able to recognize more and more of those patterns and how to like work with my own energy in order to like dismantle those patterns and um like the work that I love to do is like teaching other people like how to also like dismantle like those patterns in like their lives and how they are relating to people like and like honoring um like their own energy when doing that mm. and so um do you have any like thoughts like I I know this is been brought up to me like with human design um being taught or expressed in like an unaligned and like patriarchal way like have you uh had that experience or do you have any thoughts around that let me let me just make sure i understand your question like yeah. do i have any thoughts around um people living in an unaligned way because of the way that we've been conditioned to be that and then like also um like when i've when i first started googling human design like before i uh became like certified and learned about it like some of it was like oh you can't do this like you're a mm. you're like you're a projector you can't like hustle and work hard um mm -hmm. you're a like reflector like you need to take a nap or something or like so even like in how like human design is being presented online like being very like restrictive and like putting people into like boxes or like conditioning them to be like in different ways does that does that like make sense or i maybe it's just me <laughs> and that's okay too so no yeah that that totally makes sense you cut out a little bit but i thought it was funny that you mentioned i didn't hear um what 
HD type. You said you needed to take a nap, but I'm like, well, I'm a generator and I need to take a nap right now. So, <laughs> which I know that. And so I, I'm really like an HD infant. Um, but I know that a lot of people think that being a generator is like, well, you just go, 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 go all the time until you're exhausted and then you fall asleep. And I'm like, that's not actually how it works, but that's cool. Um, Cause I'm like, you know what brings me joy sometimes taking a nap. So, <laughs> um, But yeah, I do feel like there are so many people who are living not living, but well, also living because that's part of it, but really like loving in a way that is unaligned for them. Because if that were not true, and I mean, like I'm making a vast generalization just to be clear, but if that were not true, if people were living and loving in ways that were aligned with them, if we were really supposed to be following the relationship escalator if we were really supposed to be following this narrative that we have of like you fall in love you get married you buy a house you have babies if we were supposed to be following that the divorce rate wouldn't be as high as it is and i've seen this in like friends and clients um you know and some of them are married and they're like oh like you know, I feel like there's something missing from my life, or I feel like I'm getting the short end of the stick. Even just the fact that we have this narrative of like, when people get married that like, oh, the wife is the ball and chain or, oh, you're whipped if you want to uh, please your wife or whatever. Like, these are all very problematic narratives. And this is not how we're meant to live. And personally, I'm ethically non-monogamous um, and that's like an umbrella term for any sort of like open relationship, whether that's open relationships, polyamory, relationship anarchy, there's like anything that is essentially not monogamous falls under and ethical falls under the umbrella of ethical non-monogamy. And I myself am a relationship anarchist, which essentially is taking the guidelines and tenets and beliefs of like political anarchy and applying them to your relationships which essentially is just saying every relationship i have has different guidelines and different rules there's no expectation that like if i'm friends with somebody this means you know this falls into this box of what being friends is supposed to be like in the culture that we grew up in or like if i have a partner like a romantic partner this is going to fall into this box like no like relationship anarchy is saying i have a partner and like we decide together like what works best for us and maybe that's like some friendship and um i have an anchor partner so like i live with somebody and like you know we're life partners and um, you know we manage the household together and take care of a pet together and we have romantic uh elements in our relationship and sexual elements in our relationship um and a bunch of other stuff but right like if i had another partner um we could not have romantic elements in our relationship but we could have like business elements or um managing like a different part of life things together like maybe they're my power of attorney and they take care of all my medical stuff and like you know there's just different like there's so many different streams of being that we have within each of our relationships and it's really taking 
those relationships at as individual containers that have individual guidelines and like a friend and a different friend might not, we might not have the same relationship and we might not have the same guidelines that we operate under. So that's really like where, like where I fall on that. And I know that there are so many people out there who are either interested in exploring it or are unhappy in their marriages because they're like, I'm not getting enough sex or, you know, it, it just, they feel stuck because there's something that's missing. So I don't feel like there are a lot of people at all who are loving in a way that is truly and authentically aligned with like who they are and who they want to be. Oh, that's so interesting because um, like, that I say thank you COVID like I am like in this sort of like weird I say weird because like I don't know how to like define this like relationship and I notice that everybody around me like when I talk about this person like they're like well are you dating are you not dating are you in a relationship and I'm like that's not up to them to decide what that is and what that looks like, but because of like circumstance and comfortability of me and like this, this, like, I don't want to say the word partner, but like this person I'm like relating to, um, it's, it's based on our comfortability and what we enjoy doing and how we enjoy relating. And it doesn't make sense to like anybody except us. And uh-huh. And there's just, there can be like so much judgment around things that don't look quote unquote normal, you know, like, oh, you date, you know, you say your boyfriend, girlfriend, you get exclusive, you get engaged, you get married, you have kids, but it's, it's really ultimately up to each individual person's like happiness and what brings them joy and what brings them fulfillment and for me, like right now, this is totally fine with me. And I'm in my mid thirties and, you know, like there's this pressure to get married and like have a family Uh and that's not what I want. And so just for me, like owning that power and owning that individuality is just so important. Um, It isn't necessarily like what I teach, but it's like, it's not my area of expertise, but it's something that I've experienced and, it's so like empowering to hear you like talk about this because it's something that like, I can't really share with a ton of people. Of course, now it's like out on the podcast, but oh well, <laughs> I'm pretty open. Like if people have questions, Surprise. you know, they can talk to me. But, yeah. And that's like who I am, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so important. And I, well, and I, yes, you're, it is so important. And I think, so there's a few things here, right? So one, as human beings, we love labels because it makes us feel safe. It really helps calm our nervous systems because of like when we categorize things, if we're going back like to our Neanderthal biology, right? Like we categorize things because that is how we knew this berry is poisonous and will kill me or this tiger will try and eat me and I have to kill it first. Um, so it's very important, right? It's very important on the survival level to have those categories. Um, and in 2021, those labels don't really apply. I myself am not a fan of labels and I understand the importance 
that our lizard brain needs these labels in order to like feel safe in the world right so it's kind of like this like two-pronged thing like I don't love labels my pronouns are Carrie um because that's what encompasses like who I am I also say Carrie they because I'm a grammar like nerd and it really bothers me when I'm like writing bios and shit um and I see my name like 15 times and I'm like no we have these pronouns for a reason so I just have to like pick one but right like a pronoun doesn't encompass everything that I am and for some people it does and I mean if it does like way more power to you um but it's like these labels allow our lizard brain to like calm down it allows our nervous system to calm down and feel safe and that's why we have them the problem is when they become so ingrained as like the thing to do and that anything or like be or whatever and anything outside of that is wrong or bad or incorrect like i i would just have a coaching call yesterday and one of the people on this group coaching call asked like well i feel comfortable with where i'm at but how do you deal with the pressure from your friends kind of like you were just talking about like asking us like what are we or you know um well you've gone on two dates so you should be exclusive now or like whatever you know there's all these rules that we have that we've been told whether that's like by our parents or friends or like the books that we read that make people feel like oh if i'm not if there's no boyfriend girlfriend partner label after like two dates then there's something wrong with me or if i say i love you after four dates then like they're gonna get scared away or like whatever and and it's just not true and it really comes back to trusting yourself being incredibly vulnerable and learning how to communicate that vulnerability clearly in a way that will cause the least harm to all of the parties that are involved in the relationships that you're in or like if we're talking like monogamous relationships then like the relationship that you're in but if you're in like a triad or a polycule then there's other people that you have to take into consideration and other feelings that you have to take into consideration so it's like so important to have tools which is what i teach but to have tools so that you can communicate ethically in a way that causes the least harm and um allows you to communicate your vulnerable emotions clearly because we're not taught we're not taught how to communicate our emotions most of the time they're like we're told to like not have emotions so so it's like or if we have them we like keep them to ourselves right so it, it's just there's so much deepening of intimacy when we are able to communicate our emotions clearly and vulnerably um and i talk about like causing less harm or the least harm possible because like we're humans we all have different perceptions we all have different ways of looking at the world in any relationship there is going to be harm caused simply because we're just two different people so you can never have a relationship where there is no harm it's just not possible yeah and i love like how you say like communicate with the least harm i mean it's 
you know, when you're honoring yourself and like, you know, when there's a, like a conflict between like two people, it's, it's never going to go like perfectly smoothly where, you know, like nobody gets hurt or anything. I mean, yes, it's possible in certain situations, like for sure. But like, when you're disagreeing, like, yeah, like, you know, somebody, there's like a disagreement. So somebody is going to have to like, do something to change maybe how they feel or how they see things in order to come to an agreement. And so like approaching it with how to communicate with like the least harm where, you know, you're not like intentionally like harming that other person, like it's going to happen and it's going to be like, okay. But as long as if like when you're communicating, like the other person feels safe to also communicate their feelings. Like, I think that is so important. And that's definitely like not taught, like how to um, like handle your emotions, like handle when you're feeling angry and like taking that moment maybe to pause before speaking, like when you're feeling angry or like releasing the anger in like a healthy way, like, you know, maybe through movement or like scream, like screaming in a pillow or something versus like, saying harmful and like hateful things to another person like it's it's so important to learn how to like communicate in a way that's not gonna hurt the other person and Mm -hmm. yeah and that's like something that human design taught me like within like um I saw that you're an emotional generator like I'm an emotional manager and learning how my specific wave works and being able to recognize like I have a tribal wave so it like ratchets up and I like can feel it and I go okay I need to do something to regulate my body like I need mm-hmm. to do something to regulate this emotion so I'm not like doing harm to another person um, have you ever like worked with your emotional wave um, in your emotional center? It's okay if you haven't, but I'm just no, I curious. Don't, I, the waves, is that like an HD thing? Cause that's new to me. Yeah. So each um, like your emotional center, it's defined like through, it's something called a channel and there's um, there's like, there's two tribal waves. There's a collective wave and then there's like an individual wave and like how the emotions like present themselves as like different so like the tribal just kind of like like it's like ratchets up a little bit it's like you feel something you think you've worked through it but like it comes up again and then like it gets to this tipping point and then you explode and then it drops whereas other Mm. waves like it's like a slow and steady increase and then it just kind of like drops a bit or like there's one that's like very like steady um mm-hmm. which yeah uh, it's steady until like something happens and then you're not okay uh which happens to be the one my mom has and I've seen that so much <laughs> in relating with her it's like you say the wrong thing at the wrong time and boom <laughs> but that's so interesting yeah. I'll definitely have to do research on that once we get off this call I know that um I had, it wasn't really a reading. I think I was doing um, an interview with somebody else, uh, another HD reader. And she said that, um, you know, I kind of just let things build and build and build until it gets to be too much and I explode. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's, that is very true. Um, 
but I feel just like emotionally I'm very much a Loki like I'm very chaotic like it's just I have so many and I'm like a very sensitive like a highly sensitive person too so I'm just all over like all the emotions all day long um in very quick succession so (laughs) yeah well it's also possible like you could have multiple emotional waves and that could be why and Something I've noticed that's, you know, a little bit different than what's taught in human design is like you can be uh, like you can be like a highly sensitive person, even with um, a lot of defined energy. Like I have a lot of defined energy and I've noticed that like, oh, I'm like actually like pretty sensitive and can like pick up on like certain things and like feel things on a deep level. And mm. um it's interesting and it's something to definitely like take into account and like regulate and like taking care of and honoring your own energy is like so important um, and everything. So uh, do you, as somebody who you said you identify as a highly sensitive person, do you have any like tips or things that you do to um, like manage that sensitivity and like take care of your own like energetic being that you want to share with people. Yeah, I <laughs> I meditate a lot. Um, I am actually I'm a Reiki master, so I self Reiki every day. I meditate. I read my tarot. It's really like um, you know, especially being an emotional generator, like my and I've had this told to me by many, many HD people, but like my success is in the pause and it's so, so, so true. So it really is like coming back to those like um meditative yogic deep breaths and getting back into my body and being like, okay, wait, like, give me a minute to process these emotions first, and then let me respond to, um, you know, whatever it is that I have to respond to, because it is so easy for me to be reactional instead of uh, intentional. And um, yeah, so I highly recommend taking a pause and deep breaths. I also like I'm very body based. So I need to move like, all the time like if I feel anything it's just like okay the way the way that I learn is running so um I've done a bunch of different things in my life so um I used to be a yoga instructor um I am an actor and like even just the way I memorize my lines as an actor I I need to hop on the elliptical and like memorize my lines as I'm running on the elliptical like it needs to be very much that like mind-body connection so that has been very helpful in terms of like navigating my emotions and being less reactional when something triggers me. Oh yeah, that's so important. And, you know, we're meant to be living in our bodies. Like we're not, Mm -hmm. um, we're not designed to, make decisions from our head and it's all about like how we communicate how we connect to our body so 
um, like regulating all of that, like through movements and movement that feels good to you and through like meditating and through, um, like you said, you use tarot. Um, I'm not as well versed in that, but uh, like even using like Oracle cards too, like that can be mm-hmm. a way to like regulate and um, like really take care of your energetic body. There's like so many different pieces to that. Um, yeah, I want to ask like, cause with uh, like a common thing that I hear with generators is that like, you're meant to do the same thing over and over and gain pleasure from the same thing over and over again. But you just said like, you like to switch it up. Um, have you, do you notice that there are things that you enjoy doing like over and over again, or like, do you really just do enjoy like switching like things up and th- the things that you keep pleasure. cutting oh you suck. keep cutting out so I did not catch any of that <laughs> okay I'll repeat it sorry um is it better now I think so yeah okay perfect so um you know you mentioned before like at like that you um with at least with how you move your body like you like to switch it up but like uh, something that I've studied about generators is this like idea that the same thing over doing the same thing over and over again will continue to light you up. Do you notice any areas of your life where that is like true, or do you are you do you identify more as somebody who's like multi passionate and has like uh, who enjoys like switching things up and doing different things? Oh, I'm definitely multi-passionate, like for sure. I cannot be in the same anything for long. Um, And I mean, that's part of like, if you dive deeper into my chart, like beyond the like 2-4 Emogen part of it. And like, if you go deeper into that, like like, I'm not meant to be doing one thing for the rest of my life. It would drive me insane. And I just like, it just, I can't even explain like how much that would kill me. Uh, I mean, like, even in my life, like, I already know that I'm, like, not meant to be in one career forever. I haven't, so I am, how old am I? I'm turning 39 at the end of this month, Um, and I mean, like, I've been working since I was 13, and I've held, like, so many different jobs, and I've held, I've done so many different things with my life, like, um, most of them have been service-based, so maybe that's, like, a through line, but, like... I've been a stripper, I've worked retail, I've been a manager at like various stores, um, I have a master's degree in organizational behavior, I have a doctorate in, or I don't have a doctorate, I quit, but like I have half a doctorate in clinical psychology, um, I've worked as a behavior therapist, like I worked as a yoga instructor, I'm currently an ethical love coach, like I have never, um, I've never, I've never had one thing in my life. Like, I think there are certain, like, routines and, like, um, structures that make me feel safe, but I don't even know if that's part of, like, who I'm meant to be, I think, because I have um, a vast history of trauma, and I think that's more of, like, a trauma response, because, like, I never had that structure more than it is like (laughs) who I'm actually meant to be you know yeah though that makes sense and you know part of the reason why I 
you know, I ask these questions because the whole point of this is like, you, you know, there's, there's these labels, like even in like human design, it's like we label these types to look like a certain way. And, uh, you know, the whole point of this podcast and these interviews is to like, well, what are people actually, what does this actually look like? What does this look like beyond like the label, beyond the description? And, uh, and also like with human design, there's so many different layers to like everything in the chart. Like uh, even earlier when we were talking about the emotional waves, like uh, there's so many different ways that these things can be expressed. So uh, like, I think that's beautiful that you know, you're multi-passionate and you're owning those passions and, and like shifting things as you, as your desire, like shifts, as your like passions shift, you're allowing yourself to like switch things up and giving yourself that permission to do that. Like, I think that's, uh, that's incredible. And like, I want to encourage everybody to like listening, just do the same thing. Like give yourself that permission to shift and to change and, um, and maybe to like, look at things and do things that make you feel safe versus like, maybe like, oh, my design says I should do this. Like, I'm going to go do this, like maybe play around with it. But if it doesn't feel good, then like, you can leave it behind. Like, that's definitely something I teach Mm -hmm. and bring up in human design and everything. Yeah, I think that's so important. And I think this is true with love too, right? Like everything's a guideline. I, I I don't, I mean, I love human design and it's definitely out of um, many of the spiritual systems that I've studied, like astrology and numerology and all of this, you know, all of the things that, and like the MBTI and all of the other personality things that are available to us. Um, human design is definitely one of the ones that I have resonated with most. And, um, but like everything else, I, it's a, for me, it's a guideline. It's a like, oh, okay, let me remember, right? Especially because in my household growing up, up and in our society, so there's like multiple layers of intersectionality. Um, in terms of like how I've been conditioned, but there is this conditioning of my worth being directly linked to my productivity and my achievements and, um, you know, what I'm doing as opposed to like what I'm being or just being in general, right? Because we're all worthy just because we are. Um, And what human design has helped me with is really like what I've been anchoring into with human design recently is the idea that like my job as a generator in this world is to help generate emotions for other people, which is true. I've seen it. I've seen it in my life Um, because when I am joyous and happy and lit up, like it does affect the room that I'm in and when I'm not, which can sometimes be a lot like I know when right before we started recording I was like I'm really grumpy which is true um but it's like less so now that we've been talking but like but when I am grumpy it is like a dark cloud over the entire room and anybody else that I'm like hanging out with you know so so I've seen it 
in my life like this be a thing whether you want to put the label of human design on it or not so it is it for everybody's benefit that i stay joyous and passionate and lit up about things um because that it does change the energy of the space that i'm in and i've seen it and there's no way i can deny that and that's why like you know what is helpful for me and this too like i guess is a thing that i've read about generators is like just because you can doesn't mean you should. <laughs> yeah. And, and I and I have. I've lived a life full of and been conditioned into like, well, you have the energy, you're capable, you're organized, you're this, you're that. So of course you like, you know, we're gonna make a shit ton of requests of you and you're just gonna say yes, right? And like, it's so easy for me to say yes, because that's how I've been conditioned because it's like, yeah, of course I'm smart. I'm capable. I, you know, if somebody asks me, I can take on all of the things. Like I tell people in like my interviews about my work, I'm like, give me all your shit because I can hold it. And I actually do love doing that for people. So like that as a thing, like is something I want to do and it lights me up, but like, it's the same thing, even if it's not something that lights me up and like so coming back to that mantra of like me doing the things that light me up is what changes the world has been so 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 helpful because then it can be like do i want to do the dishes today are the long-term effects of doing the dishes going to light me up sometimes that's yes because i love having a clean kitchen and sometimes that's no sometimes it's no right now i want to color so i'm gonna go color and then maybe we'll re-examine doing the dishes right Yeah. Um, so I love like what you, what you shared, like, at, like the purpose of like a generator too, like with that sacral is to like do like when you, when you do what lights you up, like when you're like in your passion, in your creativity and it inspires other people and it, it like, that's like living that's a part of like living in your purpose and uh there's so like there's so many more pieces to that but it's it's very interesting because like you know and it's important like I love like you honored your emotions like you were just like upfront and honest like hey I'm feeling this way right now but like I'm good to go like we can do this and like this, like this interview, it's been like, we've, we've gone into like some like very interesting like conversations and I've like totally lit up by it, but it's, it's important to like communicate too, like how you're feeling and not necessarily like hide it, like being, you know, so many times like people ask like, Hey, how are you? And you're like, you're like, I'm about to like cry and stuff, but like you say like, Oh, I'm fine. How are you? Uh, but, and like, well, yes, there's a time and place to share your emotions, but really like honoring yourself and sharing like, Hey, like, this is how I'm feeling right now. Like, you don't need to do anything to like comfort me. Like I know how to regulate my own self and know what my boundaries are with my energy and my feelings, but I'm not going to hide and suppress my emotions. Like, I think that is mm -hmm. so important. And, um, sometimes people are like teased or made fun of for that, like for being that honest and open. 
but it's so at least for me like it's so important like I know I've been labeled as like too emotional or um like I'm not emotionally intelligent because I I cry too much when I you know I maybe cry like one once a week maybe a couple times a month and that's like quote unquote too much like no it's how I feel it's how I process and release my emotions in like a healthy way so Mm-hmm. Well, and we're taught, um, so this goes back to the relationship piece, the relating to other people piece, but we are taught to, like, as the recipient of somebody else's emotions, we're taught to shut them down. Like, it's exactly like you said, it's like, well, I'm feeling these emotions, and it doesn't mean you need to do anything about it. But the first instinct for most of us, when somebody is having like what we label as quote unquote negative emotions is to comfort, to try and make it better, to fix it when really like there, I mean, sometimes there are things to like, I don't want to say fix, but sometimes we need comfort, right? Like sometimes we do want that. And sometimes we're just like, no, like I'm just having a moment. Like, let me have my moment. I get to feel sad. I get to grieve. I get to be angry or grumpy or like whatever. And that's just as valid as having like what we label as the like, quote unquote, positive emotions of joy, excitement, um, frivolity etc 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 but we as recipients of emotions are taught that like we must do something about other people's emotions and really what that like that stems from is just being uncomfortable sitting with these emotions and not doing anything about them and allowing people to have that very human experience of the entire range of emotions. Yeah. I actually tell people, I'm like, I don't need anything right now. I promise I, if I need comfort, I will tell you, but I just need to cry this out right now. And and just be sad for a moment like don't do anything uh whether they listen or not is up to them and but I mm-hmm. I do my informing piece and honoring my own emotions and my own energy by like letting people know and giving them permission to like not respond like if they don't if they don't want to you know respond or get in that comfortability like I give them that option by informing them and letting Mm -hmm. them know like where I'm at which I think is just uh it's important and it's definitely changed how how I relate and how like my relationships with other people are like it like relationships in general like not even romantic but it it's changed how Mm -hmm. people relate to me in for a in a positive way I think so Absolutely. And that's why, you know, that's why I do the work that I do as an ethical love coach, because the healing is twofold. We all have to heal this idea that we can't just say something like in terms of like how we're feeling. And we also have to heal this uncomfortability that we have with other people expressing their emotions and this, uh, I mean, really, quite frankly, we're taught how to be very codependent in any relationship, not just romantic and sexual ones. We are taught to be very codependent because we have this narrative that 
your one and only is supposed to meet all of your needs or like you you know if you don't have a one and only like you know your family is supposed to meet all of your needs or whatever um you know there are certain people in your life who are supposed to meet certain needs or all of your needs or like whatever and that's just simply not true we we have to divest ourselves from this idea that people are required to meet our needs when really people meeting our needs out of abundance out of love is a gift and us expressing ourselves and requesting what we need is also a gift i love that yeah um I definitely like feel that and in and like the human design um, and more specifically, actually, like the gene keys, which is for those who don't know, it's like kind of like a cousin to human design. It goes it gives like a more feminine expression of the gates, which um, like the genes and the gates are based off of the I Ching. But one of the shadows of um gate 19 is codependency and it's this idea of like a codependency and like needing other people like in like this unhealthy way is like a it's a shadow it's like a like a sign of like being out of alignment and um it happens to be one of the ones in like my chart and one I've been working with um, for uh, for some time and like it's this idea around like you know I didn't feel comfortable going out and doing things on my own I felt like I needed somebody with me but breaking free from that is like do, being independent like doing things on your own forging your own path and like being able to meet your own needs which is like the only person you can de- really depend on is you because you okay. can control and you can honor your own energy like it's not your job to regulate someone else's energy uh which is uh mm-hmm. like it's probably like a whole other rabbit hole um to go down <laughs> under um and everything with that but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I, I love that you said that. And I do want to make very clear that like we need both. It's because, you know, humans are communal creatures. So just biologically for our survival, we need the community, but it doesn't necessarily look the way that we've been taught it should look is the thing. Right. And I think you're so right on the money when you say like, oh, I can meet my own needs. And then when it's like, I have tried to meet my own needs or I have met my own needs and it's still not, I still need more. Then that's when we look to our community to be like, hey, I'm going through a rough time. Like, can you help me? Yeah. Or not even a rough time, right? Like I have all this excess energy because I'm so excited or happy. I want to share this with people, right? It's kind of like that overflow and it just depends on like which you know which stream are you rowing down right Mm -hmm. yes I I love that you brought up it's not just like the negative things like as you were sharing that I thought like oh like sometimes it's like yeah I can like 
have this experience on my own and I'm perfectly capable of it but it would like bring me so much pleasure to like share this with like a friend or share this with somebody Mm -hmm. else like and yeah and like honoring like that piece too and like going into that um well, I wanted to, I want to like wrap this up, but uh, this has been such an amazing conversation and we've gone into like so much stuff here, but for, um, if you want to share Carrie, like for any listeners who are like, oh my gosh, like Carrie's so amazing. Like I need some help with like, with how to communicate with like partners and, and how to navigate like this love and relationship stuff like where can people like reach you uh and uh get and get in touch with you or like follow you on social media the best place to find me would be instagram which is carrie lou coaching that's k-a-r-i-l-u coaching or i have a free Facebook group and it's dating for dorks. So if you just pop dating for dorks into the Facebook search, you can find my group there. Um, There's a few questions to join. So make sure you answer those. And if you want to get in touch with me directly, I would say either message me on Instagram and let me know that you found me through Amy's podcast. Um, or shoot me an email at datingfordorks at gmail.com. Perfect. And we'll have all the links in the, uh, in the show notes for you guys, um, for, to get connected with Carrie. Like, I just want to thank you so much for doing this interview. And this has been such an amazing conversation that I really enjoyed, um, And I want to just thank you for coming on this podcast. And yeah, I want to say thank you. Thank you, Amy. It's been my pleasure. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Want to dive even deeper? I invite you to check out my free membership, Embody Your Design. We dive deep into how you can embody your unique human design. Link to join is in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, I would appreciate a review on iTunes. As a special thank you, you can send your screenshot of the review to theamymay at gmail.com and my team will send you a little gift. I invite you to tag me on Instagram at theamymay with your favorite part of this episode. Thanks again for listening and see you in the next episode.